Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the show. Um, formerly, I was calling it Percussion in the News, but I think I'm actually going to change that to something shorter because these are now being released as podcast episodes as well. And that's a whole lot of uh, words to fit in at the beginning of an episode. So I'm just calling it Drum News for now or Drum History News. So uh, that may change over time. Today, we have two very cool articles um, from the 1960s that have to do with um, Premier or Premier, as people um, in the UK say. But these are pertaining to um, kind of Soviet Russia and the Iron Curtain and just some really cool stuff like that. Um, and I know there's some diehard Premier fans out there, so I think you guys will really enjoy this. So this first article uh, is from 1961 in the Leicester Evening Mail from Leicester, Leicestershire, England, which, boy, I'm glad I Googled how to pronounce that. It looks like Leicester, but it's pronounced Leicester, apparently. It says, they send drums behind the Iron Curtain, which, remember the headline for this one, because the actual amount of information provided about sending drums uh, behind the Iron Curtain is pretty short compared to the rest of the article, but it's still really cool, but just it's kind of interesting to note. So this one says, they send drums behind the Iron Curtain. Wigston Firm makes 35000 a year. If two young dance band drummers had not been dissatisfied with the drums on the market 40 years ago, Wigston would not today house Europe's largest drum manufacturers, writes Garth Bennett, an evening mail staff reporter. For that's how the Premier Drum Co. Limited, with factories in Canal Street, South Wigston, and Pullman Road, Wigston, Magna, came to be founded. One of the young men was Dr. Albert de la Porta the firm's managing director. He and colleagues opened a two-man factory in London 40 years ago next year. Later, when they got busy, they employed a boy to help. But during the last war, the firm was bombed out. So after the war, the business was transferred to Canal Street, South Wigston. And today, the firm manufactures 35,000 drums a year. They also make other percussion instruments. With West Germany being their best market last year, the firm is looking forward to Britain's entry into the European common market. Mr. Stevenson told me. Then it also says, kind of a subheadline, new drumhead. A new drumhead or skin developed recently by Premier just came through a tough test with flying colors. It was used on drums of three Royal Marine bands in the Lord Mayor's show. A letter received afterwards told the firm that the skins were still in great shape at the end of the procession, despite rain falling on them throughout. Premier believes in giving all their employees a thorough training in everything that goes on in its factory. With the exception of office girls, everyone who joins the firm spends a period on the various processes in the works, said Mr. Stevenson. We like to be sure that all of our employees, no matter what their jobs, know exactly what goes on in the production line. Our salesmen go through the procedure, too. At Premier, they look to the future with confidence. This is obviously a very cool ad. And like I mentioned, it's just kind of neat how the headline says in huge, bold letters, like very big, they send drums behind Iron Curtain. But really, that was just a couple little lines um, and it didn't have anything negative. It was, uh, you know, saying they're looking forward to doing more business. And obviously where it says that with the exception of the office girls, that is not very cool and wouldn't fly today, but it's obviously a different time. Not that it excuses it, but it's neat to read it and um, and kind of learn from it. So the next one we're going to be looking at is from the Coventry Evening Telegraph in Coventry, West Midlands, England, uh, October 2nd, 1964. This one is just... Um, very, very short. Some of these, like the previous one I read was like a headline, like like an article. 
This next one is just like a little blurb that would be kind of, you know, on page six or whatever of the newspaper. Um, So this one says drums for Russia. Drums and equipment worth 11,200 pounds have been sold by the Premier Drum Co. Limited of South Wigston, Leicestershire to Rasno Export, the official Russian purchasing organization. I'm no expert on um, the Soviet Union and the Iron Curtain and all that stuff, but I do know it was very difficult um, to get quality drums in to the Soviet countries, um, particularly Russia and West Germany and all that stuff. Um, So I guess Premier had an in and they were providing drums um, for the Soviet Union, which is pretty neat to see that. Um, And it was in the paper. I guess it was, I don't want to say taboo, but it seems like it was worth noting that that was happening because, again, we're in the Cold War at this point and um, Premier, they did good business with it. So um, anyway, pretty cool to see this stuff uh, from the early 1960s. This is a really a cool topic that I plan on doing a full episode on. I've heard some stories about like flight attendants sneaking in drum sets or Levi's jeans and things like that, like in their carry-ons. That would be hard to bring a drum set in your carry-on luggage as a flight attendant, but I think there's a lot of information there, so um, that'll make for a cool episode down the road. But for now, this has been a fun one, and I appreciate you, uh, if you're listening on the podcast or if you're watching on YouTube, um, thanks for checking it out. So thank you to my friend Jerry Ryman, who compiled the Percussion in the News uh, binder, he sent me, which is completely full of these newspaper articles, which every time I look through it, I find something new. Um, So lots of cool stuff to come. Thanks for checking this out, and uh, we'll see you next week. (laughs) 